0: Second only to crude oil, it is the most valuable traded commodity in the world.
1: We like it. We love it. It's a need, Deborah.
0: Americans consume over 146 billion cups per year. Today, we're talking coffee. All right, here we are. Inaugural episode of uh, We're Talking with Paul and Grace. I'm Paul. I'm Grace. And we're sitting here in our closet because it's the best place to record an episode because the acoustics are just right. Less echo and less children making noise. Amen and amen.
1: (laughs) I'd also like to thank Netflix for being our babysitter for the next 20 minutes.
0: That's right. Gives a little peace and quiet as we hide in our closet away from our children.
1: (laughs) And we do have snacks. I'm sure I've got chocolate stashed around here somewhere and I definitely have. A cup of coffee.
0: Yes. As we're talking coffee today, uh, wouldn't be right to do that without sipping on a coffee, I guess. Um, If if you know anything about me, or especially Grace, (laughs) you'll know that coffee plays a pretty uh, significant part in our lives. And uh, we've been talking about doing this podcast for a while now. And uh, being that we're all self-quarantined and sheltering in place, um, we kind of felt like this was a, a great time to... Uh, get started and have some fun. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this podcast along with us. And uh, we thought a great place to start would be one of our favorite things.
1: The thing that we know and love and need.
0: Coffee. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to jump right in. We thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about uh, where co- how coffee got started. Especially, we want it's a lo- pretty long story, obviously, talking about coffee. Um, the history of coffee dates back to as early as the 15th century so we're not going to be going quite so far back we're going to be focusing a little bit more on how coffee uh, has affected the lives of americans and how it got started here in the u.s and how it gained popularity but i don't think you'd be doing the story right unless you went back a little bit a little ways back to the beginning and talked mm-hmm. a little bit about the beginnings of coffee um as they say the beginnings of coffee is kind of shrouded in mystery a little bit. There's quite a few legends out there about yes. the origins of it and where it first began. We'll start with one of our...
1: We're going to choose our favorite.
0: The favorite story is one of a uh, sheep herder. A goat herder. A goat herder. Yeah. It was a goat herder. And where was that? Ethiopia? I believe so. So the story goes, uh, there's an Ethiopian in the ninth century, an Ethiopian goat herder named Kaldi, who noticing the energizing effects when his flock nibbled on the bright red berries of a certain bush, he chewed on the fruit himself. His exhilaration prompted him to bring the berries to a monk in a nearby monastery. But of course, the monk, disapproving of their use, threw them into the fire. Rude. (laughs) From which an enticing aroma billowed. Causing other monks to come and investigate.
1: Just pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Have you, I mean, the first thing I think of is camping mm-hmm. and the smell of the coffee on the campfire.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah, well, obviously that prompted people. They probably smelled, never smelled anything like that before. They, obviously, we don't know if the story is 100% accurate or true. But
1: let's say it is. <laughs>
0: But I can tell you, if I was in the next room and I started smelling coffee, smell wafting in... I'd be running. I'd be floating in there on my nose like a cartoon <laughs> character. <laughs> like
1: Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no, so, seriously. That's the first thing I think of. That's totally of believable
0: fire. to me, is hearing that, that that they smelled it from...
1: Oh, man. I'm getting <laughs> excited. i okay. like, I need a... A cup of coffee. Let's go
0: check this out, because <laughs> I obviously there's nothing better than the smell of fresh brewed coffee. And also,
1: they're monks. They probably were eating stale bread. <laughs> I don't know what they eat.
0: Drinking some horrible tea made of some weed they picked outside.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, so the they the other monks come in to investigate because of this wonderful smell billowing out that they've never smelled before, and the roasted beans were quickly. Raked from the embers, ground up, and dissolved into water, yielding the words "the world's first cup of coffee."
1: Mm.
0: Uh, since this story is not known to have appeared in writing before 1671, 800 years after it was supposed to have taken place, um, it says here that it's highly likely to be apocryphal, which means it's it's probably not really exactly true. But it's a fun story. It's a great story. <laughs> I think it's believable to think that uh, the smell of fresh brewed coffee would bring people running. I know it brings me running. I was
1: going to say, if I really want to make sure I get out of bed in the morning, I set the timer on that handy dandy coffee maker out there. And when I wake up to that smell, I cannot stay in bed. Yeah. No sleeping in.
0: There's not much better than smelling coffee roasting before you It's amazing. even get out of bed. Amazing. And there was uh, there was another story. that was fairly interesting. And forgive me if I can't pronounce all this stuff, but it, it takes place in in uh, I think Arabia. Uh, another account attributes the discovery of coffee to the sheikh Ab- Abu Al hassan Ash shadihilis disciple Omar. I think. Don't think I did too bad saying that.
1: Omar sounds right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> According to the ancient chronicle preserved in the Abd al-Qadir manuscript, Omar, who was known for his ability to cure the sick through prayer, uh, was once exiled from Mecca to to a desert cave near Usab. Um, It said, starving, that Omar chewed on berries from a nearby shrubbery, but found them to be bitter. So what did he do? Because they were bitter, he tried roasting the beans to improve the flavor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then they became hard. Mm. So then he tried boiling them to soften the bean, mm-hmm. which resulted in a fragrant, a fragrant, a fragrant, mm-hmm. <laughs> a fragrant brown liquid. Upon drinking the liquid, Omar was revitalized and sustained for days. Mm. Uh, as stories of his miracle drug reached Mecca, Omar was asked to return and was made a saint.
1: I mean, oh, I mean
0: the guy. <laughs> created and discovered coffee yeah he's a saint in my book (laughs) but no so obviously these stories can be you take them or leave them we don't know know. if they're actually true or accurate but they're kind of it's kind of fun to think about and Mm -hmm. yeah one of them some of these must have some sort of truth to them i'd imagine somebody's got to be the first one to have accidentally roasted a coffee bean and
1: well yeah
0: and put it in water and made this heavenly drink out of it.
1: That we drink every single day.
0: Yeah, like we said in the intro, Americans consume over hundred and forty six billion cups of coffee a year.
1: Mm-hmm. How many of those are ours?
0: <laughs> a lot.
1: <laughs>
0: I found it interesting um as I was doing some reading and we'll cite some of these articles uh later at the end of the podcast here. Um that before coffee was Made into see I guess i didn't really know i I did know over the last couple of years i you know looking and drinking coffee a lot and and figuring things out that that it did does come from that little red berry right <clears throat> i didn't really know that to begin with i, I didn't, didn't really either. i didn't really know where coffee i didn't know if it was well, just like in a bean pot or what
1: <laughs> i i mean i'll admit it that's what I thought because it says coffee bean, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: why would I think differently
0: but i I think what um, when I figured that out was because they started making drinks and stuff.
1: Starbucks did it. Yeah, Starbucks yeah. started making
0: that drink that was actually made with the fruit right. of the berry that encloses the the coffee bean, and mm-hmm. that's that's when I first figured out that it was actually mm-hmm. more of a berry than than like a bean. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the real early um, uses of the coffee bean um was actually they used more of the fruit than the bean. So early on the fruit were mixed with animal fat to create a protein rich snack bar. So it was like one of the first um I'd pro- try it. Like protein bars.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it before, sounds gross, but it also sounds good.
0: Yeah. Uh, the animal fat part, maybe not great, but
1: I mean we we eat bacon. Yeah, true. Bacon and, and coffee.
0: Bacon, coffee Bacon, coffee, protein bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, another use was uh, at one point the fermented pulp was used to make a wine-like concoction. Um, and and I actually before I a little bit of that too. Yeah, um, it says in this article here. Actually, I just let you know on PBS.org you can find a pretty good article that we're getting a lot of our um, information from. It's called the caffeinated history of coffee written by Tori Avey back in twenty thirteen it's a pretty good article on p b s um talks a little bit about the origins of coffee and and uh the history of it coming to America and all that um a lot yeah, of interesting Tori. a lot of interesting stuff in there
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but they made a similar beverage um like the wine concoction with the how do you say that cacao fruit mm. um, yeah before the advent of chocolate mm. um so both of these things that become became very popular things that most people can't even live without in America were both started off not exactly in the way that we enjoy them today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was a, a bacon and cacao fruit protein bar though, so <laughs> one-up coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, another drink that appeared around 1,000 AD, it says, was made from the whole coffee fruit, including the beans and the whole. Um, It wasn't until in the 13th century that people began to roast the coffee beans, um, which of course is the first step in uh, the process of making coffee as we know it today. Mm. And thank you, Goat Herder, for figuring that out for us so we can all enjoy it.
1: Maybe the monks didn't like it, but (laughs) we love it.
0: Oh. And, it, and I actually thought found it interesting because there's a, we have a lot of family and friends that love Dutch brothers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was actually in the 1600s the Dutch who founded the first European owned coffee estate in Sri Lanka. So that was kind of the very beginnings of Europeans um was
1: well, from the Dutch. Yeah, mm.
0: getting coffee out outside of like Arabia and cool. Ethiopia. Fun fact. Yeah. So, all you Dutch Brothers fans out there, there you go. You, <laughs> the Dutch <laughs> were one of the the pioneers in getting coffee beans to us white people.
1: Congratulations.
0: <laughs> um, the French were the next. They began growing coffee in the Caribbean and then followed by the Spanish in Central America and the Portuguese in Brazil. Uh, European coffee houses started springing up all over Italy and France Where they reached a new level of popularity. Um, This, of course,
1: we were the last two. We
0: were kind of slow. We were slow to the party,
1: but we were also a new country, so I think we're not going to give ourselves too much.
0: No, well, you know, the Dutch were doing it in the sixteen hundreds, and America wasn't even really, you know, founded until the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, the coffee plants reached the New World during the eighteenth century. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my favorite part. No, this is the part. See, this is <laughs> this is when coffee really took off in America. Because up until this point, we were pretty much, you know, being from Great Britain, right? Europe. We, being
1: British. Yeah, you know,
0: we were drinking coffee a lot.
1: No, we we're drink. we were not drinking coffee.
0: Drinking tea a lot.
1: Probably the Earl Grey. Yeah,
0: drinking the <laughs> Earl Grey,
1: with Dr- one lump or two.
0: Drinking the Queen's coffee. <laughs> but uh, you probably see where we know where we're going with this. Uh, in the, it became popular in America, around the time the Boston Tea Party happened. Yes. Because murka
1: Because <laughs>
0: and Because the Boston Tea Party in seventeen seventy three, um, Americans started making the switch from tea to coffee, because it I became how
1: amazing it was. Uh,
0: it was more. It was kind of a a patriotic duty. Yeah. In order to start drinking coffee instead of tea, because we we're sticking it to the the.
1: King, at, King that time.
0: at that time. I wanted to say Queen because.
1: I've been watching the crown lately.
0: <laughs> watching the crown. I mean,
1: I'm learning all kinds of stuff.
0: Queen Elizabeth feels like she's been ruling for.
1: Since the 1700s? Hundreds, hundreds of years.
0: <laughs> that woman's immortal. She's gonna outlive us all.
1: Maybe she's secretly drinking coffee and not Earl Grey.
0: <laughs> Giving the immortality. Um. <laughs> But then uh, the next thing that made coffee pretty um, uh, standard for Americans was the American Civil War and other conflicts that followed uh, increased the coffee consumption as soldiers relied on that caffeine boost for energy. Yeah. Because um, obviously wars can be uh, pretty draining and you're in the thick of it in the battlefields and getting tired and worn out. hmm uh,
1: Sounds like you're describing motherhood, but
0: okay. Pretty much. Um, But Americans love coffee just as much as the rest of the world now Thanks, even though it started a little bit later. Right. um, Coffee became very popular and and I think it sounds like pretty quickly overtook tea. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many Americans do we know that really drink hot tea on a regular basis? I mean, I know
1: quite a few, but... There's definitely a lot more coffee drinkers than tea. Yeah, for and sure. And we're not bashing tea here. No, We tea's drink good. it. We drink it on occasion. It's cool. It's Especially great. Especially at Chinese places. Especially at Chinese buffets. And um, we also like iced sweet tea uh-huh. in the summer. Of course. But but coffee, I mean, it's our go-to.
0: Well, you got to follow in the footsteps of good old Teddy Roosevelt.
1: He's my favorite president, <laughs> actually. <laughs>
0: Teddy Roosevelt himself is counted among Americans of uh, among America's great coffee drinkers, due to his rumored consumption of a gallon of coffee a day.
1: Oh my word! <laughs> I have something to like strive for.
0: He's like he drank a gallon. Teddy Roosevelt's your spirit animal. Yes,
1: he is. I love him.
0: <laughs> it's actually said that uh, Roosevelt is also uh, to have coined the Maxwell House's famous. Good to the last drop yes, slogan.
1: I did hear that
0: <laughs> after being served the coffee at Andrew Jackson's historical home in Tennessee.
1: If only he could have lived a little bit longer and drank tasted something better. Stuff. better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Teddy. oh if Teddy! Only you could have tried better coffee than I Maxwell House.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no offense oh. to anybody who drinks it, but.
0: Yeah, sorry, those who love Maxwell House, it's not good coffee. <laughs> I mean, you might as well brew with dirt.
1: I think there's a reason why that's the brand that's in hotels. Mm. They're just trying to give it away. It's
0: cheap. Yeah. I a manager at Sherwin-Williams, that's the kind of junk we bought all the time. Yep. Because it was cheap. Because it's cheap. <laughs> I didn't. When I took over as manager, I started buying. I remember that. I got the Keurig and got the good you stuff. You got the
1: good stuff. I, I loved got... coming to visit you. I
0: got the goods. Because I was sick of drinking Maxwell House and... Folgers. Mm -hmm. Um, By the late 1800s um, coffee had become a worldwide commodity. Entrepreneurs began to look for new ways to profit from this super popular beverage that was that was uh, sweeping through America in 1864, which is kind of funny. (laughs) What? This made me think of Garfield because John and Charles Arbuckle. So John Arbuckle was uh, brothers from Pittsburgh, purchased the Jabez Burns um, newly invented self-emptying coffee bean roaster. Mm. And the Arbuckle brothers began selling pre-roasted coffee in paper bags by the pound, which is pretty much how they continued selling it exactly that way since 1864, apparently. If it
1: ain't broke, don't fix it. Coffee
0: beans by the pound in paper bags. Yes, I love it um uh let's see they named their coffee ariosa and found great success selling it to the cowboys of the american west
1: that's so cool yeah
0: and that's pretty legit because like every western you ever see is them sitting around a campfire Mm -hmm. drinking their beans
1: yep that's really cool
0: and casting out the remains i always used to wonder that as a kid you'd see the Cowboys sitting around the fire mm-hmm. drinking their coffee. Yeah. Every single time they take the last little bit and throw it on the ground. Yep. That used to really bug me.
1: hmm Like,
0: why do they do that? Why are they <laughs> wasting coffee? But then I realized later that they were making what you call cowboy coffee. Right. They're just mixing the grounds right mm-hmm. into the water. So all that's left in the bottom of your cup is basically...
1: Literal mud. Yeah, of grounds. The, yeah. So
0: they're just throwing out the junk.
1: hmm
0: Which is... Makes sense. I never understood that before. The more you know. The more
1: you know. I just did a
0: rainbow with my you hand. You couldn't see it, but she just rainbowed her hand very nicely. <laughs> it was very angelic. <laughs> if you know Grace, you've seen her do that many times. Yes. <laughs> what else we got here? So as, as we're seeing that uh, it very quickly after the Boston Tea Party, coffee became a, a staple uh, among Americans, mostly to be patriotic in the beginning
1: because murica
0: <laughs> because murica uh, but then it quickly was taken over for good reason
1: mm-hmm.
0: um uh this is where folger comes into the picture because it wasn't long after um, these guys the arbuckles that james folger followed suit and began selling coffee to the gold miners of california
1: mm-hmm. they need to stay awake and alert too uh-huh.
0: And this blazed the trail for several other big-name coffee producers, including Maxwell House and Hills Brothers.
1: Have you ever drank Hills Brothers?
0: Uh, I can't say that. I, have. I haven't either. I'm guessing it's not great if it's lumped in if with Maxwell in, House and Folgers.
1: Maybe we should stay away. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this is when it gets good, because in the 1960s, a certain awareness of specialty coffee started to grow, inspiring the opening of the first Starbucks. Yes. In Seattle in 1971. Been there. Been there, done that. We've been to the first Starbucks in Seattle. Yes, a couple, a couple of times. Of times. <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously today, uh, grassroots coffee movement continues to grow with the increase of small independently owned cafes, boosting, boasting sustainable locally roasted fair traded beans. Coffee has become an artistic trade that is valued for its complexity of flavors and much like... Wine, very. Not that we don't drink wine, but people are connoisseurs of it as much mm-hmm. as they are. You see, people, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Very, um, in tune to the very the subtle flavors and tastes mm-hmm. of different coffees and things like that.
1: I think it's safe to say that we are. Wait, what's the word you said?
0: <laughs> connoisseurs.
1: connoisseurs. <laughs> My mind just went blank for a solid 60 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that we are connoisseurs of coffee. Maybe. I mean, not like professional or anything, but we definitely enjoy it. We definitely enjoy experimenting and trying new Uh things. That's actually... um, For anyone that knows Paul and me, when we go on our anniversary trips, or even if we're taking our road trip to go and see my family down um, on the other end of the country, one of our things is we try to make a point of stopping and asking locals where the best place is to to get some coffee. And we've discovered a lot of fun... Great coffee shops. Yeah, a lot of fun coffee shops, a lot of great hole-in-the-wall type coffee shops that... um, were great flavor they mm-hmm. had great strength of like the the way that they brewed their beans all of it
0: and fun experiences
1: definitely fun experiences lots of favorites
0: like swinging back around to Seattle obviously Starbucks isn't their only they're well known for Starbucks but yeah they have a, a really great coffee scene right and there. obviously in
1: we um we had to make a point of stopping at the very first Starbucks a couple of times and that was a lot of fun but um <clears throat> seattle is one of our favorite places to go and ask the locals where where should we go that's how we found um oh what's that one ghost alley yes ghost alley mm-hmm. that one's so much fun um there's a lot of great places we just recently went to spokane and did the same thing went and found the hot spots
0: Indaba coffee Indaba coffee was, really was great amazing
1: great atticus coffee was so much fun really great atmosphere. Fun. Um, but Paul and I, we love the book *To Kill a Mockingbird*. It was right up our alley, so yeah.
0: Swinging back around to Seattle again, it was talking about um, this uh, article, like it, we talked about. Um, what was it, James Folger
1: mm-hmm.
0: selling coffee to the gold miners in California? Mm-hmm. Um, it just got me thinking about Seattle with Starbucks and and gold rushing. Um, that was kind of the next next podcast we're talking about doing um if you guys enjoy this and want to hear more um we've spent uh, quite a bit of time in seattle and did the seattle underground which talked a lot about the the klondike gold rush yes up in alaska Mm -hmm. and how a lot of that business and a lot of the miners through a pretty um um pretty brilliant strategy of a marketing guy yeah caused nearly the whole country it, it most what was it like 75 percent or 80 percent so. of, of the miners came through seattle on their way to alaska mm-hmm.
1: the gateway to alaska i think is what and i don't remember that.
0: what year that was but i'm guessing um that was after the california cold restaurant was it I not
1: believe or was it before? So.
0: at least by then there was coffee and it was happening
1: definitely and
0: uh so i imagine during that time that was probably one of the very big commodities that those miners were picking up in Seattle, mm-hmm. specifically, and, and carrying up into the Klondike yeah. gold rush up there. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure they... Coffee has become pretty well-known for a few things. Music right. scene, obviously, being one of those. Mm-hmm. And the coffee scene has become a, a very big thing for them. For Seattle? Yes.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we also had uh, some kind of fun statistics that we found on coffee. Obviously, we already told you the one 146 billion cups of coffee a year in America. Um, <laughs> I thought this one was kind of funny. More than half of all coffee consumers would rather skip a shower in the morning than to skip their coffee.
1: I feel that.
0: I was going to say, I think I i've done that actually that's a hard one because i don't like not taking a shower but if i had to choose i I might choose my coffee instead
1: no no doubt no doubt
0: Mm -hmm. that's why you have the the coffee brewer that brews it for you and then it's brewing while you're taking your shower then you don't have to skip either one
1: right or maybe we should be cool and we should just get that wonderful piece of machinery and put it in the bathroom
0: that's now we're talking oh
1: Let's do that. Okay,
0: this is a this is a real thing that Grace does <laughs> on a almost daily basis. She has what she calls shower coffee, <laughs> and that's literally true. brews a cup of coffee and drinks it in the shower. I do. <laughs> I,
1: the hot water is on my back, making me red as a lobster, and I am drinking the coffee, and um, um, yeah, that's real. That's a daily thing.
0: Also, I. I most mostly, especially in the morning, I drink my coffee black, but Grace typically takes um, half and half, mm-hmm. just a splash. Just a splash. But I know when, when something's When things are her, bad. <laughs> I know when things are bad because she's drinking straight black coffee, <laughs> and I call it hate coffee. Yeah, <laughs> give me a, give a cup of that hate coffee. <laughs>
1: <That's> accurate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, dear.
0: Another one I thought was interesting was that 74% of... Wait, that's not what I was looking for. But you know, anyway, 74% of Americans age 55 plus drink at least one cup of coffee every day. But on average, I think it said Americans consume at least, yeah, on average, 3.1 cups of coffee per day. Which um, they say the FDA recommends that we keep our caffeine intake to 400 milligrams a day or less, which is equivalent to about four cups of coffee. So, so Americans, we're good. Yeah, Americans are pretty much sticking with the... Um, the recommended dosage. Yay, health! Although I don't think you and I stick to the. I uh, I probably, average out about three to four cups a day,
1: um, when I'm at home. This uh this lovely little guy sitting next to me on the floor. This cup um is number. One, two, three. Oh, I think it's four.
0: Four. Yeah. This is number four.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, there was one (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: I'm going to take a sip real quick
0: there was one uh, that I read oh it had to do with uh... oh here it is the percentage of people who drink coffee is greater among workers with a higher income so in particular 66% of people with an income greater than $30,000 a year consume coffee Hmm. compared to only uh, 58% of workers who earn less than that amount a year and I think I already told you my theory on this one.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I figure the longer you're in the workforce, the more money you make, right? Right.
1: Because so, you're striving for yeah, it.
0: Yeah. So the more, on average, the the people that are making a higher salary, 30000 or above, are going to be an older age bracket.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like we already read that people over 55, uh, like 75% mm-hmm. or something like that, drink a cup of coffee, at least a cup of coffee a day. And... I was telling Grace about <laughs> my first job. I know when I was pretty young in the workforce, 17 years old, my first job on it with Target here in Kalispell, my go-to breakfast, going to work at four o'clock in the morning, was a bottle, 20-ounce bottle of Mountain Dew and a package of Grandma's peanut butter cookies.
1: <laughs> you literally gave me a panic attack. My chest tightens and I, my teeth hurt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that that was my thought. That <laughs> I don't think it so much has to do with money. Um, this as much bracket as of money bracket is is yeah. Adolescents, oh. uh, the people who are making more money are probably older folks that are have broke. You know, kind of begun That's drinking so more and more coffee. Um, <laughs> um, and I I've definitely seen that in my life. Like we were talking about earlier, I I started. I mean,
1: I. You don't have diabetes.
0: I was drinking coffee. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) I've had plenty of cavities. I can tell you that. Um, I didn't start drinking coffee really um, on the daily until I was in my mid to late twenties. Right. Especially once I started with the railroad, because then you know, like you said it in the intro, coffee's a need, Deborah. It is a need, Deborah. Lacking sleep.
1: Yes. Well, I don't have. As many of um, fun facts, but my favorite one that I found was um, one that said that the Guinness the Guinness World Record holder for the oldest cat ever. The cat was thirty eight years old. Wow. Yes, and her name was Cream Puff, <laughs> and this cat thirty eight years old. This cat drank coffee every morning her whole life. So... That's crazy. I know. <laughs> First of all, uh, the fact that the cat lived to be that old, right? Um, yeah.
0: I know that... Maybe they we ac-
1: should give Chewy some coffee.
0: They did. I did, read, I did read... Um, I did read... I here if it was a study that suggested... I mean, it's not proven, but it did suggest, like the more coffee you drink equated to um living longer
1: i know so. that there's been some tests or yeah some tests is that what do where they um say that it helps lessen the chances of cancer and alzheimer's um i know that that's something that's constantly being checked out and researched and all that but we're gonna live forever
0: Forever, so drink more coffee, live longer.
1: Yep, live long and prosper.
0: The other interesting thing I I wanted to note was I can't actually find my note about it right now. Um. Oh, here it is. Um, the more recent change, this is kind of more in the, in the last few years. Speaking of history of coffee, mm. um, the more recent change to the coffee market, of uh, uh, things such as lattes, frappuccinos and other sugary drinks like that, um, with the rise of these, uh kind of drinks, you know, more flavored syrupy ones, mm-hmm. uh, becoming more popular, it caused coffee houses to be able to use cheaper coffee beans in their coffee. That's true. Which has actually hurt the Latin American country's economy. Um, because obviously the cheaper coffee beans, um, can be used because their their coffees are so pumped full of flavors mm-hmm. and syrups and and things like that, that they no longer have to splurge on the the
1: quality the more quality the, the flavor that yeah, comes straight from the roast the more the expensive bean.
0: fancier beans they can I can see that buy the cheaper ones and it's actually that
1: makes a lot of sense yeah
0: the cheaper beans also have higher caffeine content which is also a factor in it's it's been a factor in its popularity
1: because even though we we some well i should say me mostly i occasionally enjoy getting something with caramel in it or white chocolate but for the most part we even when we go to coffee shops we're getting a plain cappuccino or a latte
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we can tell it di- we can tell a difference mm-hmm. with you know certain beans and certain um coffee shops that we've tried
0: yeah i definitely found that interesting that the increasing popularity of those types of drinks has started hurting that Latin American economy.
1: So support your Latin American friends and
0: <laughs> support buy your, from your high quality gourmet beans. Yes. <laughs>
1: Maybe we should find a link for gourmet beans.
0: I also read help, once help but that was, that was what kind of caused um, what we know in America as the coffee flavor, which a lot of people say is burnt. Um, but that's kind of where it a lot of that came from was from what I've read. Um, obviously coffee shops make more money off of things like cream, yeah. sugar, syrups and flavors. They make mm-hmm. a lot more money off of that stuff than they do the beans. Mm-hmm. And so they would, for one brew them darker because they're cheaper beans, but also because that stronger coffee flavor prompted people to add more flavor. Right. To, you know, kind of um, counteract that effect of that really strong flavor mm-hmm. with uh, syrups and creams and things like yeah, that, that. makes sense. To boost their sales. So To make working. more money. So it's working.
1: hmm Except for the occasional weirdos like us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just kidding. We're not weird.
0: But yeah. So coffee in America, there's kind of sordid origins and, and things like that. If you're interested in learning more about coffee, like we were. Um, like I said, there's a great pbs.org article called The Caffeinated History of Coffee. I also um, just looked up statistics uh, and facts about coffee. Also the Wikipedia page called entitled The History of Coffee. I found quite a bit of good information there. And so if you're interested in learning more about that, like we were, you can go check it out. Each episode, we're going to take a little time to play a game, do some trivia, play which is better, which is worse, or would you rather. And today we've got a little game of would you rather coffee edition to play. Yes. Enjoy.
1: Okay. So, first question. Would you rather stay up until 3 a.m. with zero coffee or get up at 5 a.m. with zero coffee?
0: (laughs) No brainer. I would stay up till 3 a.m. three AM with no coffee. Because I would naturally I'm kind of a night owl. For sure, yes. I mean <laughs> I've been I, I typically came up by around at least by like six thirty. thirty um, but I definitely need coffee in the morning much more than I need coffee at night.
1: Mm-hmm. sixty six percent of the people that took the survey agree with you. Would you rather oh would you rather never have another dessert or never have another
0: coffee drink? <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, because most of the time I like my coffee with my dessert. I know. Like to me, a dessert without coffee. I
1: mean, when what do we do on date nights? Ugh. We go. We get our dessert from, um, from a coffee shop. Not
0: cool, bro. I know. Um, I,
1: mean, I didn't say. It was going to
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no coffee, or no dessert. Uh, probably no dessert because coffee. Like, yeah, I drink coffee a lot more than I eat dessert. But that's man, that was tame.
1: Yeah. Forty-nine um, percent of the people who took the survey said the same thing. Okay. That was almost.
0: That's down almost the 50, middle. Yeah, nearly down the middle. Yeah are all these people that'd rather eat cake than drink a cup of coffee i don't know or maybe there's some people out there. there must be there <laughs> a must lot of be there.
1: buzzfeed found them would you rather i feel like we already asked this question similar uh or at least talked about this in the podcast already would you rather get a free espre- espresso drink on your morning commute once a week or have an alarm clock that wakes you up with a scent of espresso
0: say the first morning.
1: okay so would you rather get a free espresso you're getting it free on your morning commute once a week or have an alarm clock that wakes you up with the scent of espresso
0: just the scent of it is it actually brewing the espresso or is it just spraying the smell with it it with just it?
1: says that it wakes up <laughs> with the scent of it so maybe that's i would say the thing. Maybe free it's espresso,
0: because if you're just getting the smell and, and not the reward of the coffee
1: I think, that. I think most of the people who took the survey thought the same as you because the scent of espresso, 20% voted for that, whereas 80% voted for yeah, it. Yeah, no thanks. You're free.
0: The smell about coffee is
1: no bueno. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I know how you would answer this question already. Okay. I'm going to ask you anyways. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you rather have to miss out the holiday music this year or have to miss out on holiday coffee drinks this year?
0: Mm. Like, so co- by co- holiday coffee drinks, are you thinking like, like
1: specialties, like, like peppermint Spice, Spice, and... pe- pep- pep-
0: pep- mocha that's not Christmas. well,
1: holiday, that's holiday, it says holiday I went straight to Christmas peppermint I kind of forgot peppermint
0: about like yeah. uh, I'd go with music
1: You'd miss out on music?
0: No, I would rather have music <gasps> oh. than a peppermint mocha
1: i was very shocked there for two seconds because i thought you were safe what who are you
0: (laughs) no i because i don't i'm not a fan of it like the peppermint mocha Mm -hmm. way too sweet and last time i tried a pumpkin spice mocha or latte or whatever way too sweet i I give me the music
1: i drink one pumpkin spice latte a year roughly and then i switch to the peppermint mochas
0: It's, it's christmas
1: you just gotta do it um would you rather have an espresso faucet at your desk or get an espresso every time you yawn a uh, faucet a faucet <laughs>
0: yeah
1: 70 uh, percent of the people agree
0: i would say i feel like i yawn so much i'd just be drowning in coffee
1: that does not sound like a problem <laughs> Would you rather get 50 coffee drinks per month the size of a golf ball, so a cute little guy, or get one coffee drink per month that's the size of a bathtub?
0: Uh, well, I don't like cold coffee, and if... Right? Well, I do like if it's iced, but... Like just,
1: You to drink a bathtub full. Of you it. just
0: have to go in and like dip a cup full of bath coffee every single day.
1: I'm really weirded out by this question. The more that you talk That's about it, weird like,
0: question. I feel bothered right mm, now. Bath coffee.
1: Oh okay. You know, shower I'm coffee is acceptable. I'm going bath coffee, bro.
0: Yeah, you're you're only one step away from bath coffee. Maybe
1: I yeah, am. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't. I, I can't. No, I I'll take the,
0: the golf golf ball size because then you get it fresh. Not dipping stale bath fresh? coffee.
1: Moving on, get some flowers. Would you rather get some flowers that smell like espresso or try espresso that smells like flowers?
0: Bleh. All of it. Espresso that tastes like flowers? Yeah,
1: would you rather get some flowers that smell like espresso or try espresso that smells like flowers?
0: I know. I'd smell flowers that smell... Flowers that smell like espresso. I feel I don't, like... That I've... just feels like you'd be drinking a cup of perfume. Yeah. Gross
1: already smell like espresso they're sitting right next to it would you rather give up coffee or give up sleep uh. <laughs> <laughs> are you broken did I break you <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> I well, if we're talking hypothetically where giving up sleep doesn't literally kill you
1: what are you talking about giving up coffee <laughs> would kill you It would kill me
0: I'd give up sleep, I guess. If you can do it, if it wasn't, you know, real life, where giving up sleep for more than right. so many hours would literally cause you to die.
1: So you give up sleep.
0: Yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, I used to say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I have since grown much older and much sleepier since then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. So, yeah, well, 18% um, I
1: like would coffee agreed. too much. They'd give up sleep. And then 82% said they would give up coffee.
0: Though that's not possible, so... I in reality. I am not giving up coffee. You can't give up sleep, you'll die. That's
1: a I'm to take. Okay. Anyways, that's, the, that's all that I had for Would You Rather.
0: Would You Rather. All right. Well, I think that about does it for our podcast. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed listening to us ramble on, um, we enjoyed it. Definitely.
1: Let's do <laughs> it again sometime.
0: Leave us some comments. Um, give us some thoughts and questions. Uh, one of these days we will do uh when we have enough questions i don't know if we'll have enough viewers to get very many questions not viewers i guess nobody can see us enough listeners to get goodness. some questions <laughs> Unless you don't want to see us right now we're in quarantine we're,
1: we're in quarantine and you know
0: when we get some more listeners we will take some questions and this time maybe we'll answer some listener questions if we have any of those until then we'll talk to you next time
1: ttfn
0: okay <laughs>